Hello, decaying America. Thank you for choosing Tox News. It's the wacko, weirdo, rebel scum, Jedi hero. Oh, man. What a week. The first week of 2021, and it's already a bag of dog shit. So, I have some semi-apologies to get through real quick. I had originally... Um, intended for this video to come out, or not video, but episode in general, because you may not be watching this, you may be listening. Um, I originally had this coming out last Wednesday, January 6th, also known as the Great Insurrection. Uh, not so great, and we'll get into all of that. But, um, I had a, uh, death in the family. Um, we, uh, lost somebody pretty important here in this house and, uh, midway through recording that episode. And so I had to, I had to stop immediately and, um, I took a few days off. I think about, it's been about five days, um, since then and, um, didn't, uh, didn't record anything didn't do anything as far as the podcast goes um just kind of um let that marinate for a little bit and um you know it's getting better one day at a time um but yeah this this content that you are listening to now was intended for wednesday uh january 6th but um life uh, was more important. So here we are today. And, um, in that original episode, I was intending to do one of the weekly updates from, uh, Military Watch. Um, they do their weekly updates and I like to read them here on Mondays. And that time it was going to be Wednesday since it took them till Tuesday to update it. But uh, they don't have an update for this Monday, even though I'm sure it's going to be spicy, so I might have to read yet another one on Wednesday. But this weekly update itself comes from January 4th, 2021. Uh, so again, uh, a lot of this is going to be slightly behind what happened January 6th, um, but still, I feel that it gives a good amount of context to it. Um, but... Uh, thank you for joining me after my very small hiatus. Um, it was pretty rough to even think about starting doing this again. Um, but you know, the the Mondays will come and kind of kind of pull myself up by my old boot bootstraps and get to it. So thanks for joining. Alrighty. Let me try to shake off some of this solemnness. Try to muster up some political anger. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, um, this update comes from January 4th, 2021. And they have a few brief bullet points because they took a mil uh, militia watch itself took a break since the 20th of December came out with this update Jan January 4th and so there's a bit of updates to go through that deal specifically with the militias in the United States 
um, which had a little bit of a hand with the insurrection itself. But the the in- insurrection that happened, the failed coup that happened January 6th was um, more of a heat of the moment kind of situation. And it failed incredibly because all they were able to do was stomp around and destroy government property. Um at, at this point, there's been several people who were who had their pictures taken who have been arrested for what they've done. In fact, uh, from the executive order that Trump passed in the summer, um, trying to protect statues from BLM protesters, a lot of those people who went to the Capitol protests, uh, destroying the Capitol and its property, you know, Nancy's Pelosi's uh, Nancy Pelosi's office got trashed. I'm not 100% sure of all the damage. There's broken windows everywhere and everything like that. But all of them can face 10 years in federal prison thanks to Trump's executive order that was made to protect statues. Uh, just, you know, a little interesting. But overall, the whole thing um, did put a deep scar in, you, you know, U.S. politics and our whole discourse with each other. Um, but overall it was extremely pathetic. It failed pretty hard. All it really did was capture the attention of everybody and kind of got us to realize that Trump really radicalized a lot of people to the point where they stormed the Capitol. And a lot of them had the intent to actually, um, kidnap and, uh, even kill, uh, some, uh, elected officials. One, one of them was arrested for saying that he wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi on live television. So, uh, yeah, you know, the developments are still unfolding here. There's even, you know, there's been videos going around of cops, like, opening barriers and stuff like that. No, it, it, I just want to say that the level of, I want militancy from the police, like, they, they the, the way that they were set up prior to all the protesters and, um insurrectionists getting inside of the Capitol, they were heavily unarmed as compared to BLM protests. They were heavily unmanned. There wasn't enough numbers to stop all of those people in the first place. And in fact, like the one cop that was in there was there was one black cop who was able to to try and keep most of them at bay while uh, members of the Senate um, and the House uh, left the building. So that was very interesting um but you know the dc capitol police are being investigated at this point to see how uh, at what level of corruption there was to allow it to go this far but we do have to acknowledge that they were um pretty incompetent in their um preparedness because they didn't seem like they were prepared for a large group of angry people that may or may not storm the Capitol. Um, because when I look at all the BLM protests, they showed up immediately with riot gear, whereas the DC Capitol police weren't even really in riot gear. They seemed in like they were all in regular street, um, you know, uh, setup. They had the regular cop stuff that they usually do. And the national guard wasn't called in until they had actually stormed the Capitol. So, uh, th- it just seems like there was a level of, you know, a bit of incompetency, just not taking threats of people wanting to get into the Capitol seriously. And also a bit of, I want to call it capitulation as if they wanted it to go this far. Um, but you know, that's a bit more conspiratorial to say that Democrats and Republicans wanted protesters to storm the Capitol and put on this whole media spectacle. Cause I have no evidence to necessarily prove that other than the fact that the DC Capitol police were, um, 
not prepared enough and the National Guard wasn't called in immediately. So that's a little two cents there, uh, a little bit of tangent. You know, I, I took five days off of doing this thing and now I got to shake the dust off. I feel pretty heavy from the dust, but back to content at hand. Um, we have the update from Militia Watch and we're getting a Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse case update. The the uh, young man who shot protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, killing one of them. No, he killed two people. My apologies. Killed two, injured one. All right, so the Rittenhouse case updates. At the end of 2020, a curfew charge was added by Wisconsin prosecutors to the still-pending case against Kyle Rittenhouse, reports the Chicago Sun-Times and KOB4, a local news channel. In mid-December, Kyle's family set up a website to sell merchandise to pay for his defense, which led to yet another vendor uh, named Printful canceling Rittenhouse's family and legal team from using their custom merch services. Rittenhouse was previously released on $2 million bail, which I think was footed mostly by the My Pillows guy. Not sure why he feels so invested by this, but he, he helped post that bail. Moving on, former leader of Three Percenters of Idaho owes $111,000 in restitution. Brandon Curtis of the Three Percenters of Idaho, also known as Three Percent ID, was ordered by a district judge at the end of 2020 to pay back $111,057 owed to clients. Curtis is perhaps most well known publicly for his and his group's involvement in the occupation of the Mal, uh, Malheur, I don't know how to say that word 100%, Malheur Bureau of Land Management Building, Malheur? <laughs> it's 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 in idaho mahur i don't i don't why would we choose a german word like that anyways um curtis was previously a police officer but had his certification revoked in late february 2020 after a felony conviction to which he pleaded guilty in november 2019 not too long after the occupation curtis was removed from the three percenters of idaho after allegations from members that he stole money from a general defense fund intended to be used to free arrested members of the militia, 36 members resigned in outcry at the time. Wow. He stole from their general defense fund. And 36 members probably uh, either didn't agree with the, with, the, with the charge of him stealing the money. Maybe he denied he stole the money. Or they were okay with him taking the money and just, you know, he was able to branch off and create his own militia now with 36 members plus himself. So, maybe. Uh, Brandon Curtis probably won't be the last we hear of him. He sounds like a very active dude. Washington three percenters indicate they might be looking to occupy the state capitol. Now, again, this is from January 4th. Matt uh, Marshall, the founder of the Washington state three percenters, emailed his membership to urge them to, quote, station themselves, unquote, at the Washington state capitol building in Olympia, where they plan to, quote, occupy the gallery areas in each chamber, unquote. Both houses of the state government are closed under COVID-19 health guidelines. On the 21st of December, far-right activists attempted to force their way into the Oregon Capitol building, a state over, scuffling with police and smashing windows during the daytime struggle. Earlier in December, a right-wing activist shot a left-wing activist in another clash in Olympia, where Marshall's group resides. Earlier this year, Marshall's group was pranked by Sasha Baron Cohen as part of a rally named the, quote, March for Our Rights 3, unquote, also in Olympia. 
I remember that scene. It's actually he he, he dresses up um, in like overalls and a big beard and I think a straw hat and talks about like chopping him up like the Saudis do, um, giving Fauci the COVID and it, it went viral before the movie itself actually came out and then it was a part of the uh, the movie um, Borat. So that uh, that did happen. I think Proud Boys were there. Patriot Prayer was there, and Sasha and Bear and Cohen just came in and dunked on all of them. It was great. So, the other update is Pacific Grove, California police officer once again scrutinized for bumper stickers in support of far-right groups, profanity towards Black Lives Matter. Pacific Grove Mayor Bill Peake made a public statement on the investigation led by Police Chief Kathy Matalone into an officer who allegedly attached pro-militia decals to his pickup truck and cursed out Black Lives Matter on social media. The same officer was pointed out to Pacific Grove City Council back in June 2020 for a three percenters decal, a separate incident from what is being responded to at the moment. Uh, wow, so this guy's uh, pretty consistent with his far-right... Um, uh, basically announcing his far-right ideology. The officer claimed that he didn't know the meaning of LGBT, Liberty Guns, Beer, Trump sticker on his personal vehicle that he parked in a city employee parking lot. What do you mean you don't know the meaning of a LGBT, Liberty Guns, Beer, Trump sticker? Like, you don't know the meaning of a, of a, of a, a sticker that you purposely put on your car? That's very strange. Very strange. Um, yeah, and I, I I was talking about this when I originally recorded this episode that like I saw a state patrol car with a Punisher symbol on it. And that triggered me so damn hard. It's burned into my head at this point, seeing a state patrol car with the Punisher symbol. The Punisher being a anti-hero who believes that the only way to stop crime is to kill everyone who commits it. Um, not really interested in my cops thinking that they are the punisher of American streets. That's incredibly dark and self-absorbed, to be perfectly honest. There's, we're not gonna, I, like, the day that we reach the point where every cop is Judge Dredd, basically Judge Jury and Executioner walking the streets all the time, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm out. So, there's no point. Like, fuck it. But that is the quick update here. I'm sure we'll get another one on Wednesday for the follow-up. And, uh, you know, this is Monday that I'm recording this one, the 11th. And the, not the Senate, but the House, with 210 cosigns, has uh, officially introduced articles of impeachment against Donald J. Trump, who has been banned from every social media website. And we're going to get into that specifically later we're going to get more into that later um, because that's that's a whole episode in it in itself. The the culture war that deals with the censorship that's really been building since I think I mean, Gamergate really opened the gates for all of this. And I remember a lot of controversy back in 2017 and 2018 dealing with right wing media pundits and their censorship on uh, on social media, where social media platforms are taking down their posts and um, telling them to act better before you can uh, post again. And th this whole that whole thing has been building. And now it's really hit, it's really hit a tipping point with them banning a president with 10 days left in office. And it's really drove the right wing off a fucking cliff. Um, and 
the thing is, though, is that Trump should have been taken off Twitter a long time ago because him inciting violence and spreading misinformation has been his entire presidency. Um, and the only reason why it's reaching this point now, I think, is because there is a transition of power. And I can't really tell 100% how badly um, the powers that be really want to continue radicalizing right-wingers. Um, but um, I'm going to play this video here just to give you a, a little taste of that, the, that, that, that incitement that really led to where we're at now. Who hides evidence? Criminal. This is Rudy Giuliani, by the way. Criminals hide evidence, not honest people. This was the day, or if not the day, or the day of. Uh, no, this was January 6th, so keep this in mind. This is before they, they stormed the Capitol. So, over the next 10 days, we get to see the machines that are crooked, the ballots that are fraudulent, and if we're wrong, we will be made fools of. Even though Rudy Giuliani has been made a fool of it, like he's been making a fool of himself since he started trying to defend Trump, Trump's like claims of election fraud in court. Like he's literally been the Mr. Magoo of fascism. Like he is the worst and I will forever remember his fucking hairspray or his hair dye just dripping down his face while he's trying to come up with some answer to tell the press on why they're even pursuing these uh, fraudulent claims. It's it. Oh God, he, he is he is the funniest, worst person ever. But if we're right, a lot of them will go to jail. So let's have trial by combat. All of us here. Let's have trial by combat. That's Rudy Giuliani literally inciting violence. Now he can try to have that plausible deniability like, oh, that was metaphorically speaking. Um, which I think is funny too, is that if they, he's like, if they get caught stealing this election, they're going to go to jail when we're literally right before the election, Trump was, um, or right after the election, Trump was mulling over whether or not he should pardon Rudy Giuliani before Rudy Giuliani has actually ever been charged or even sentenced for a crime. Is it because possibly he knew that Rudy Giuliani was going to have to get down in the dirt and incite some fucking violence in order to uh i don't uh, i don't really know just to to fight for trump or really fight for the greater project of fascism i'm not 100 percent sure i can't even tell if trump is was in office to further fascism or just to further his own benefits or if they just both had this weird symbiotic kind of relationship today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left democrats which is what they're doing and stolen by the fake news media that's what they've done and what they're doing we will never give up we will never concede it doesn't happen you don't concede when there's theft involved and which is pretty funny because like a lot of people are like especially even republicans who don't want to try and follow through with this whole impeachment thing is are saying that trump should just resign that's not gonna happen no that's not gonna happen that's too embarrassing for trump even if impeachment is almost certain he is not going to resign the other the the other horrific thing that can come out of this impeachment thing which thankfully he's banned from all social media so the only way he's going to get his message out is on fringe websites or for some fucking reason if a, if um 
like uh, Fox News hosts him, which I don't see them doing anytime soon because they don't want to have the liability either. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on OAN or the other YouTube website, The Right Side, and goes on there and talks about it. But he still has 10 days to get his um, most extreme followers to do some extreme shit. And um, yeah, so it's it's good that they banned him uh, prior to the inauguration date. But um, this might be, I'm going to be biting my nails until um, Biden is inaugurated safely. But even after then, like we still have the worry of stochastic terrorism to worry about because that, that was happening during Trump. Like, can you imagine what's going to happen after Trump when they feel more disaffected from this system? The stochastic terrorism is going to skyrocket. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore. And that's what this is all about. And to use a favorite term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country, our country. Our country has been under siege for a long time. We are gathered at a time when democracy is in crisis. Now, if you can't tell from the weaselly, slimy voice, this is Ted Cruz. Recent polling shows that 39% of Americans believe the election that just occurred, quote, was rigged. You may not agree with that assessment, but it is nonetheless a reality for nearly half the country. Madam Speaker, I have constituents outside this building right now. I but the only reason why it is uh, believed by half of this country is because of the right-wing echo chamber and because of leaders like Ted Cruz, President Trump, Matt Gates, probably Tom Cotton, um, all of them spending their time constantly talking about how it's a rigged election and they don't accept the results. 50 million Americans would believe whatever these ghouls told them to believe. And they told them this belief, this myth, this narrative, in order to benefit both the Republican Party and their most extreme supporters and Donald Trump himself. Not to any benefit of American democracy whatsoever. And I'm not going to say that every like that any politician would really care about the integrity of our elections, but um, th these guys specifically fought to destroy the foundations of that integrity in order to lead to what we saw on January 6th and what we could see in the following days. I promised my voters to be their voice. In this branch of government, which I now serve, it is my separate but equal obligation to weigh in on this election and object. Are we not a government of, by, and for the people? They know that this election is not right, and as their representative, I am sent here to represent them. I will not allow the Who is she? I, I missed her name. Oh, Lauren Boebert. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, she's she's carrying too. She's she's she, as she's speaking, she has her concealed weapon. She she owned a restaurant in Colorado, I think even in Rifle, Colorado, where she like had all of her staff um, have sidearms on them. So there's that, and she kind of runs on this whole thing that she's all about the Second Amendment. That's that's cool. So that's who that is. Um, give me one sec while I go back to where we were. It's not right, and as their representative, I am sent here to represent them. I will not allow the people to be ignored. Madam Speaker, it is my duty under the U.S. Constitution to object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Arizona. The members who stand here today and accept the results of this concentrated, coordinated, partisan effort by Democrats, where every fraudulent vote cancels out the vote of an honest America has sided with the extremist left. The United States Congress needs to make it. And with her, like, especially like her very passionate speech, she's siding with the extremists on the right. Um, I don't think any extremists on the left would care two fucks about an election. Any Anybody on the left doing elections moderate because most people who are far left don't see elections as any form any acceptable way to actually fix this system most of them want to just tear it all down forego the elections as we know it and rebuild um so to equate no no and that just it, it just feeds into the whole rhetoric that trump has with like the the democrats being far left now which is again ridiculous it, the way she's speaking really just like highlights to me that she is far to the right um well beyond just protecting her second amendment which i don't think is that far right because you know even leftists will say that the second amendment is pretty important an informed decision and that starts with this objection so yeah, there there's the bit of incitement that we had going on there. Um, that was just a couple of people because there was more from uh, Matt Gates and there was more from Donald Trump Jr. But I couldn't find a full video. That one itself came from the Washington Post with just a few clips. But I just wanted to highlight that because that was literally the day of the the insurrection. Um, them demanding that patriots stand up and defend the country. Um, and so I have a couple of videos that are going to, I have one video that's going to get into that a little bit more to give it a little bit more context on, you know, what exactly they're talking about here. And it comes from PragerU and it's called Be Brave featuring Nikki Haley. And this video itself came out two days before, uh, the, uh, protest event or the insurrection as we now know it. Um, but it also came a day before the Senate runoff races in Georgia, which all of these events radicalize the crap out of right wing people. And so that's why I find this video to be particularly interesting. I know what it's like to walk into a room where plain truth seems like a foreign concept, where just speaking your mind can feel daunting where the founding principles of the United States of America are openly ridiculed. For two years, I served... If the founding principles being white supremacy and slavery, then yes. Yes, because those were pretty big founding principles uh, at the time. Um, you know, private property, they'll argue, is that the whole, the whole idea of revolting against the English kingdom was for the sake of their private property and unfair taxes, but this place became a safe haven for 
white merchants. So um, that that's basically all the founding principles were founded upon. It never really had a focus on the proletariat or the working class. It was all about these white merchants, um, basically uh, what a, concentrating power. That, that That's what they ended up doing by moving away from the, the monarchy in England. Served as the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. Just to give you an idea of how strange things can get at the U.N., Consider that the Human Rights Council is dominated by some of the world's worst human rights offenders, countries like China, Cuba, and Venezuela. <laughs> countries like communism, communism, and communism. Uh, the thing is, is, I think we're on that council too. And a lot of places have actually, they actually asked that the United States be investigated during the George Floyd protests for our human rights violations. Um, and then, you know, we could also probably make the case that we need to have further investigations at the border on those specific human rights. Um, you know, last everybody had heard at one point is that, um, the, uh, um, the border patrol was actually, um, sterilizing, uh, uh, yeah, they, they sterilizing people who were there like women, uh, they went in, uh, for a procedure that they did not originally know about and ended up uh, having a, I think it was a gynecologist go in there and sterilize them. And I'm not sure of how many cases there are at this point, but uh, as far as human rights, uh, I don't know of any nation that can really stand and say that they are the bastion or purist when it comes to that. So um, I, of course, like when you watch this video and you're a PragerU constant viewer, and you see China, communist, Venezuela, communist, Cuba, communist, you're just going to say those communist scum, scumbags, of course, they're destroying human rights. I mean, have you seen what China does to, to, to the Hong Kong people? So it's just, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know a nation. I can't, I honestly cannot think of a nation that is the greatest out at human rights, maybe except for like the super wealthy nations of like Norway, Nor Norway and Switzerland and Denmark and those people because they have such strong uh, social welfare programs that they try to take care of even the people who are at the bottom percentage of the social ladder. So um, maybe them, but everybody else has pretty bad grades. So um, yeah, uh, the, the, the thing about having the council is, though, is to try an uh, in an attempt to hold everybody accountable to the same human rights laws. Um, but the UN is pretty toothless. Like, they don't actually hold anybody accountable for anything ever. True democracies like Israel are routinely abused. Yeah, well, uh, Israel routinely abuses their Palestinian population, and like that, that in itself is a pretty huge uh, human rights discussion to have. So to, to to talk about like Israel shouldn't be bashed for its human rights violations, um, that's not an that's not an argument you want to start, Nikki Haley, unless you want to like uh, uh, participate in those human rights abuses by talking about how Palestinians uh, eat shit and swim in sewage. Shouts out to Ben Shapiro. Never forget that tweet. And America, the nation that has protected the God-given rights of hundreds of millions of people all over the globe. 
I, you know, and I'm going to, you know, the thing, if you, if you get a chance, go listen to George Carlin talking about rights as privileges. And the, the real shitty thing here is, is that me, myself, not being a Catholic or a Christian, these rights aren't God given and God doesn't uphold them either. It's actually usually federal courts or the Supreme Court. Our rights are actually given through the constitution, through the bill of rights. So, um, the nation that has protected the God-given rights of hundreds of millions of people uh, all over the globe, that is such a hyperbolic American exceptionalist sentence that you, uh, you yeah, you, you'll apologize for anything. Like, did we really bring our God-given rights to the Iraqi and Afghanistan people? Do the Yemenis feel our God-given rights given to them when we drop a Raytheon Hellfire missile on them? Do they? So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's this is this is gross, and we're only forty-seven seconds in. And uh, like, also, don't Republicans always argue that like the United States shouldn't be the police of the world, and yet she's going to use it as a bragging point right now? Is openly criticized. Why am I telling you this? And yeah, we mostly like the the at most times when we abuse human rights we do it overseas like really just like guantanamo bay the reason why we own that property but it's not a part of the united states is so we can do things that we do things there that we consider to be illegal here um and cia black sites all over the world that allow torture to go on so like uh, just because we don't have gulags going on in america doesn't mean that we aren't abusing human rights globally that's wow because most college campuses have become as anti-american which is to say morally backward and what's funny too is if you if you if you teach American history straightforward objectively without like um, American exceptionalism, propaganda, patriotism or, you know, manifest destiny really clouding, clouding the whole sphere of facts that is around the American history. A lot of people will go back and s reflect on American history and say, well, we could have done better. We need to do better and we will do better. And that somehow comes out as anti-American rather than just capitulating to the way things are. Um, that's, that's very sad to me. Patriotism means capitulate to whatever the state wants. And that's, uh, that's pretty weak. That's, that's bitch shit. As the UN and the only person who can set it right side up is you. If that sounds like I'm asking you to shoulder a heavy burden, that's because I am. I wouldn't be asking if I didn't think you were up to it. I fully believe that you are. This is weird. Is that this this just now got like a level of like Princess Leia having a call to action that she's basically saying like Obi-Wan or um, Patriot One, you're my only hope. And yeah, that's that's it's a it's a call to action. I don't I like I don't know what else to call it. Um, but the 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 name of the video itself, Be Brave, is very vague. Like the the, the way to defend your country is to be brave. And that just kind of feels like to me, like no matter what action you're going to take in order to protect the the um, the American, uh, uh, the America that you believe that it is, that you just have to be brave and follow through. I've spoken at a lot of colleges. I'm convinced that most of the students still have a strong, intuitive love of our country. That's why I'm optimistic about America's future. What's weird, too, is that like you can't love the country if you criticize it. Um, I, 
in a lot of ways, I love America. I just think that there's a lot more compassion and empathy that we could really put on our shoulders rather than just constantly telling everybody to pull yourself up by your bootstrap. The American dream is just on the other side of the fence. That's it's uh, it's nonsense. And that's my biggest issue with public schooling is that it definitely feeds American exceptionalism where you think this is literally the greatest place on earth rather than actually thinking it could be better, which actually improves and innovates our human and civil rights. But I know that it's hard to speak out. I know the academic establishment is against you. And the anti-intellectualism is a very big highlight of authoritarianism because for authoritarians to really thrive, they have to have their population know, not know what's, be what's best for them and that the authority knows what's best for them. So by attacking academia, which tends to put out studies and history that isn't favored to one side or the other, um, that that's that kind of shit that it's like, we know better than the academics. We are the authority and that anti-intellectualism. I just had to point out here because they constantly feed it into the right wing echo chambers. Just constantly just don't believe any professors. They hate America. They're all communists. I didn't say this was going to be easy. It is, however, going to be necessary. So what is it that I'm asking you to do? by any means necessary was that check mark right there that was all right here we go be brave defend your right to speak out defend america to your friends in class around campus wherever you go speaking out doesn't mean being rude and of course it never means resorting to violence it means having the facts and saying the truth with clarity and purpose at least we get a little bit of clarification there that she just wants people to say the facts, speak about the truth, have these discussions, and she denounced violence a bit. But the 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 whole just phrasing of be brave just allows it to be a loose term, you know? So let's, we still have four minutes left to go, so I don't know what else defending your country besides having the facts and saying the truth with clarity and purpose, if that's going to be the whole crux of this entire be brave call to action video. And if you're saying the truth, don't back down. Even if your classmates or professor, or in my case, the representatives of 193 governments try to make you look foolish. Okay. So, um, apparently being wrong can make you look foolish which i yeah i guess you know it can but i i honestly wouldn't let it embarrass you because if you're wrong then at least again leaves you room to grow to be a better person um and that's what it seems like both patriots and america can never be wrong and that just allows the austerity and all of these poor policies that just don't help the most vulnerable. Um, that's what continues on when you don't criticize a government or a government won't accept criticism. Defending America means you need to know American history. Given how poorly that history is taught these days, you might have to supplement your education. Start with the primary sources, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, George Washington's farewell speech, the Gettysburg Address, and Lincoln's second inaugural. And build out from there. Discover America's history for yourself 
Make up your own mind. I mean, those five things are like very like outset pieces of American history. Like, are you going to get the John Brown movement out of all of that? Are you going to get Harriet Tubman out of that? Are you going to get all the abolitionists that existed around that time out of reading those speeches? Um it, it just makes me wonder. Um, I feel like every American should, if you're going to participate in the democracy, should understand the Constitution. And our schools should have done a better job at like teaching us how the constitutional representative republic operates. But um, again, she's saying that you got to supplement that. So people who already have eight hour, 40 hour jobs are going to have to supplement their knowledge, which means they're not going to get the full education that they really need. It's and of course with the right wing, it's always going to be focused on certain pieces rather than the entirety of itself. Cause like if, if, if you're told to read wealth of nations without reading Das Kapital, you're not going to understand the duality of capitalism and how it affects different sides of the class struggle. So always remember that you're comparing America to reality, not to utopia. Also remember that you have to judge people in the context of their time, not by the standards of our time. If <laughs> so, like, that's why you got to understand why they were so white supremacists. It was just the part of their time. <laughs> and also, like, uh, comparing America to reality, like, what, what, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Does America not fit reality or... Do like that is that's so vague and like um comparing it to utopia um i guess just because utopia is never really achievable that's like saying trying to ascend to perfectness and per like trying to be perfect is you you can never fully reach that point um so that's it's all very ridiculous um but like you know i don't really think that anarchism is going to fix every um problem that we face whether it's uh global catastrophe climate change uh wars famine plagues but i do think that the kind of organization around or anarchy that demands a horizontal hierarchical structure can help fight these problems um so yeah i don't i don't think anarchy is a utopia i think it's just a system for a system of making improvements Especially as this system itself that we are under continues to degradate and decay and worsen for more and more people. If you do that. And if you don't believe me that it's worsening, the Gravel Institute just came out with a pretty good video featuring Professor Richard Wolf. I know, I know, professors, I know, academia, I know. But it's a really good video, uh, so if you go check it out, Gravel Institute is the leftist uh, reactionary videos to the PragerU thing the gravel institute tries to do the same thing animations five minutes um really smart experts to talk about these things and the one with richard wolf is really good um so you, you can go check that one out i think it's about capitalism and lifting people out of, out of poverty but as capitalism continues to go on more and more resources power and wealth are accumulating into fewer and fewer hands and with my personal beliefs Everything that's from socialism and then further left than that is going to try and attempt to balance out that power structure by spreading those resources, power, wealth throughout everybody's hands rather than just a few, say, 400 
billionaires. I have every confidence you'll find yourself loving this country as much as I do. America has a great story to tell. But first, you have to have the courage to tell it. What the fight for racial equality was to prior generations, the fight for free speech and intellectual freedom is to your generation. Uh, what? What? That's like such a vague connection in between the civil rights movement of the 60s and private companies taking down posts. That, that, wow, I can't believe they were able to, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You can find alternatives to get your voice out and you can go to other things. But if you're spreading either misinformation or dangerous information or bigoted discrimination, then you're going to have to face the consequences of your free speech. That's what happens, but you're not going to jail for it. You're not getting whipped in the public square for it that's what they're essentially equating it to. Like the civil rights movement had to deal with people being able to vote, to participate in the, in, in the system that governs their lives. It's not the same thing as putting a shit post on Twitter. You are on the front line. You are the rebel. Never before in my lifetime can I remember when more... And that's the other interesting thing that's been developing in the right-wing sphere is that, like, the rebels are the ones who are actually protecting the status quo. Like, what a contradiction going on that it's, it's amazing because I guess as um, a more open culture starts to emerge, the people who wanted a, a more exclusive culture are feeling oppressed because they can't oppress all the other people that are allowed to express themselves. It's so strange. Americans were as stifled or as constantly told what they're allowed to think and what they're allowed to say. And what are we allowed to say in America? What sorts of fashionable ideas are considered sophisticated by our top universities? So often, they're the very same ones espoused by the thugs on the Human Rights Council. That America is racist. That capitalism, the only economic system to lift billions of people out of poverty, is the source of our problems. That so it, it, it has become the source of our problems because, like, the, the, at this point, it's still more focused on raising profits and shareholder value than it is on the actual material conditions of everybody who doesn't own capital. Um, uh, America isn't entirely racist. It was founded on racism and the racism still persists today. Um, so you could say in a way America is racist. Um, but uh, yeah, mm. You know, just saying these things without context is basically giving them, here's here's the list of things that you have to fight against. Socialism is bliss. That freedom of speech is not... When, when did the UN, like, ever fight for socialism? That Like, every member of the UN Council is participating in a global capitalist system, so um, that's, that's dumb. That's dumb. Not that important. Freedom of speech is not that important, even though uh, they had brought at that Human Rights Council uh, the possibility of investigating the, the suppression of journalism and even some journalists being abused at BLM protests. 
Um, so yeah, this is this is just to make the UN look incredibly bad, which again isn't that hard hard for the right wing because they're totally against globalism, and the UN is this like Illuminati globalist structure. So that's uh, that's where all that's coming from. Delicious. These are very bad ideas. They're also dead wrong. There is no question that America can and should improve. There you go. That's the hard work we have in front of us. But the constant slandering of American democracy and the opportunity it offers to everyone is a one-way street to a much worse future. We don't need to remake America into something different. America isn't perfect. It's also not an accident that we are the most generous, most prosperous, and most free country for people of every race, ethnicity, and religion in world history. I don't think that's true. And I'm not going to fact check every single thing of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think we're the most free either. We have 25% of the world's prison population. You know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to debunk every one of those uh, that that would be ridiculous. In my time, let me see. Let's see. I'll do one. I'll do one. I don't even think there's like an actual measurement of this. Because like when you say the most generous, like we don't have the social welfare programs that every other state does. Wow, okay. All right. So apparently, and this blows me away, is that the United States is the most generous country. It, 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 right above Myanmar. Um, this is from US News. <laughs> so, okay, I'm supposed to believe from US News that the United States is the most generous. But apparently it comes earlier this fall, the World Giving Index. There it is. The World Giving Index ranked the US as the world's most generous country. The index, annually released by the UK-based nonprofit Charities Aid Foundation, based its rankings on 10 years of data from annual World Poll surveys by Gallup, the US analytics and advisory firm. The surveys were conducted in 128 countries from 2009 to 2018, with the responses evaluated from about 1.3 million people. So apparently citizens in the United States are among the most generous in the world, according to an evaluation of global survey data. So the government itself and the nation itself isn't the most generous, but our citizens are. So apparently over the 10 year period, survey respondents were asked if they had done any of the following in the past month. Donated money to charity, volunteered their own time to an organization, helped a stranger who needed help. And so it's, yes, it's our citizens that are the most generous, not necessarily the country. I can't say that it's always um, really brought down from the top to be more generous. Um, most prosperous nations, uh, number one, we have Norway. Number two, we have Switzerland. And these ones have... Those two have very strong social welfare programs. Um, number three is Denmark, social programs. Number four is New Zealand, social programs. And number five is Sweden, social programs. In fact, we always use them as a socialist mark, even though they're social democracies. Um, but I don't actually see where the United States ranks. It's not here. But uh, we didn't make the top five of most prosperous. 
what was her other point? Most prosperous, generous, most free country. I know that's for sure not the United States with 25% of the world's popula uh, world's prison population. In 2020 index, New Zealand is ranked most free overall while North Korea is last. So, New Zealand is the answer of that. And so that's just like even more proof that American exceptionalism allows you to say that America is the greatest country without any empirical data to back it up. Even though we are, we do have the most generous citizens, which, you know, that actually makes me feel pretty good. I'm in the UN. I got to know countries where there are no protections for speech. Countries where you risk a lot more than online harassment or a bad grade if you oppose the ruling party positions. Everything of value comes with a price, but that price will be worth it because America is worth it. Speaking the truth is often difficult, so it takes courage to do so. Many have died to preserve America and liberty. No one's asking you to risk your life, but it is now your generation's turn to step up, or you will lose both your country and your freedom. No one's asking you to lose your life, but it's time for you to step up and maybe offer it. I'm Nikki Haley for Prager University. So yeah, that's that. I feel like that video in itself can get people really radicalized in the idea that they need to defend their country when the country itself is kind of deteriorating because it refuses to let go of the greedy capitalism that we've seemed to allow cultivate in this country and allow for more social programs to come in, which Republicans will fight tooth and nail to destroy and dismantle if we even try. Because like with Social Security, they've been wanting to get rid of that for a very long time. And that came from World War II after the Great Depression. Oh, man. All right. So radicalization through being brave and defending your nation coming from PragerU and this is a narrative that is going to con is going to persist throughout the Biden administration as they continue to feel the culture war as if their 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 America exists only in through their culture um but uh that I just found that very interesting the next video we have here comes from Daily Wire which uh no longer hosts uh just Ben Shapiro videos and Michael Knowles and uh, Andrew Clavin and Matt Walsh, uh, all of them have their own channels now. Uh, Daily Wire is starting to become like its own kind of media channel in itself. And they did this kind of uh, all gas, no breaks, change my mind kind of video here. It's called uh, What Are Leftists Actually Interested in Unifying with Conservatives? And I think this video itself is going to highlight a bit of the civil discourse divide that we're seeing going on. So let's get it. And I'll probably read a few of the comments. Climate change. Absolutely not. There is no compromise. I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here in the East Village. Now the election is over. The Democrats have been pushing the message of togetherness and unity. But unity on whose terms? I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't have unity if one side says that, like, I don't dare compromise with you. 
um, because of uh, my my own grievances. Um, and, you know, Republicans don't want to compromise with Democrats, especially since we had a president who they love very much say that the Democrats are a bunch of radical far left socialist communists. So like, how, how do you even compromise with somebody who doesn't even understand your ideology for, for fully? How important is it the value of toleration and accepting of other people? It's the most important thing. Extremely important. You know, th this divisiveness in this country is uh, has become terrible. You know, be compassionate and understanding and right. be as supportive as you can. I think it's very important. Very important. Yeah, I think it's extremely important. Very important. I'll never understand fully why people spend all their time, you know, trying to hate on one group. It's very important. Um, it, it's, it's one of the most important things. I'm one of the most uh, tolerant people because I'm one of the most empathetic people. Do Republicans have any value at all? No, they're, they're delusional. So <laughs> the the person he had asked was uh, that said that they were the the most tolerant person and most compassionate people then follows through and says that Republicans are delusional which we could have a discussion about whether or not that's true because a study came out and I've said it before that Fox News viewers are actually less informed than people who don't consume news at all so that could definitely make a case that for some people who view Fox News, mostly Republicans, are a bit delusional because they don't follow actual news. I mean, they're literally delusional. They are really, really selfish human beings. Oh. And the, the, the rough part is, too, is that she, like, the way the question was framed is that she could be talking about elected Republicans, like, you know, Republican officials, but it does sound like Republicans in general. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not really much difference besides one has representative power and the other only has voting power. Oh, I, mean, I think they're disgusting. Are they racist? Yeah. Misogynistic? A lot of misogyny. I think monstrous. Mindless. Or like racist. Mind there's a lot of immorality in them. Every living thing on this earth is a miracle. Not Republicans! <laughs> How important is it for us to compromise on major issues? I think it's important. Yeah, super important. Yeah. You know, it's not always going to be fair. You know, it's not, and not everybody's going to be happy by the end, but it's important to talk things through. Otherwise, how do we unify? Yeah, exactly. I do think it's important to find compromises. Yeah. And I think that the country would be in much better shape. Yeah, being able to compromise and to come up with a solution is like the best thing you can do. I feel like the people in that position should compromise more. How important is the value of compromising to achieve unity? It's important. I mean, you do have to compromise. You do have to compromise. In, in unifying, should we compromise with one another in order to understand? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, there are areas of common ground. You know, they can reach areas of common we, we, ground. We could compromise. There, are, there is compromise. Like what issue would you compromise on? I, I don't know. There are hundreds of them. You know, for instance, uh, you know the uh, climate change, which is at the top of the list. Okay. And so there's uh, a compromise to be had there. There is a compromise to be had. Yes. So, for and, example, like they would give on like cafe standards, 
that sort of you thing. You give on like uh, fracking, that kind of thing. Well, fracking is a touchy issue. Can you compromise on something around climate change to give the Republicans something? I'm not too familiar with cafe standards. So, corporate average fuel economy standards regulate how far our vehicles must travel on a gallon of fuel. I don't even know like what the compromise he's saying here is, is that we compromise on regulating the cafe standards harder or less and then we do less or more fracking like you, you, you got to be a little bit more specific like do we bring down cafe standards in order to uh, bring down fracking or do we increase cafe standards to bring down fracking because I know in the essential question he's asking a non-republican how they feel about fracking and most people don't want to continue with fracking because it tends to po uh, poison uh, water reserves and the environment around it um, so um, yeah it just like I don't even see him actually really looking for depth here yeah, it would depend on it would depend on what it was. For instance, they want to go into Anwar, the uh, the Arctic National Reserve, to start digging that up. So you're okay with that? No, I am not. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Is there something you're willing to compromise on climate change to give the Republicans something they want? Well, they uh, they could, uh, you know, as far as carbon emissions goes, they, they but what do the Republicans want as far as climate change? They don't want to change anything. So there's no compromise coming from that side. So I don't know exactly what he's asking for here. They could, uh, they, they could do something with, do something with that if there were carbon emissions coming from a certain... Because, like, honestly, the compromise was the Paris Climate Accords, which agreed that every nation would bring down its uh, carbon emission levels, especially hopefully one day re uh, achieving uh, zero, uh, zero net carbon emissions. But the Republicans were totally against that. So who's not compromising here? State, they would have to pay extra or something of that nature. It, it would have to. So you'd be willing to have a little more car a, little, a little more carbon emission? No, uh, you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, his framing of this is completely bad faith. The way he's framing his questions is in every way a got you form. So he's not really trying to find what exactly Republicans and Democrats can compromise on in order to tackle these issues. Because if if Republicans aren't willing to reduce carbon emissions, where can we go from there? Because every solution we have to go with is reducing carbon emissions, either through renewable energies or reducing our dependency on fossil fuels, which needs renewable energy. So like there, what, what is the compromise he wants to see here in the namesake of Republicans? Because Republicans don't want to do anything about this issue whatsoever. A lot of them even deny that it's happening. So there really isn't anything you're willing to compromise on. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting the feeling that you don't fully understand the meaning of the word compromise. Can you compromise on climate change? Absolutely not. There is no compromise. Can you see yourself compromising on climate change, for example? Oh, no. no. 
No, I, I, I don't see how we're at a point now where there's no compromise. If you're in coal, learn how to make solar panels or whatever, you know, but that's compromise. That's as far as I go. There really isn't room for compromise. Mm, I mean, no. <laughs> no. no he has to like be more specific on what exactly he wants them to compromise on when it comes to climate change. Because, like, just by saying, can we compromise on climate change when it's literally at our doorstep of causing massive amounts of loss of life? Like, that is, it's so ridiculous to frame the question like that. No. Can you compromise on universal health care? Well, I can't see not giving it to everyone. Well, there can what does he mean by compromising on universal health care? Because if you don't give universal health care, it isn't universal health care. What does he mean? compromises but the compromise can't be there are not covering every single not person. covering every single person can, can you compromise on universal health care um no i mean ultimately no i don't believe so is there room to compromise on universal health care i guess not no no other people there's so many issues that I feel like there is a very clear answer, and this is one of them. What about an issue like? Uh... I mean, if he had asked me, "Can you compromise on universal health care?" I would have said yes. I'll pay more in taxes so that everybody can go in and have a doctor's visit without paying out of pocket. That that would have been my like, that would have been my answer because I what compromise does he want? What compromise do Republicans want in order for people to have universal health care? other than them not having government-provided health care. What? what? Fucking name your deal, dude. Otherwise, you're just asking open-ended questions that don't really have, like, full, in-depth answers to them. So many issues that I feel like there is a very clear answer, and this is one of them. What about an issue like um, abortion? Yeah, I think that one's pretty clear-cut. It's... Yes, or I think there is no room. Yeah, there's there, no, yeah. no compromise. Yeah, I don't think so. Is there a compromise to have you had on abortion? No, no, it's their body. It's absolutely their body. We're taking away my right to abortion. I can't compromise on that. No because like that's not even compromising if you're completely taking away her ability and autonomy of her own body that's not compromise that's that's her compromising but that's not a compromise from the other aisle oh man this is so bad this is so bad compromise on allowing women to do what they have to do income inequality should we yeah. compromise no i think we should what do you mean should we should we compromise on income inequality? I know you guys want income equality everywhere, but like can we just have a little inequality? Can we can we just a little bit? Can 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 you compromise a little bit of income inequality? What do what are you talking about, dude? Have, you should just have equality. I can compromise on fighting for income equality. Mm. Uh, that's that's a that's a, that's a heavy question. A compromise. Is there a compromise for... And that's the thing, too, is that, like, no matter what, you're not going to have income equality across the board. That would never happen. There's always going to be people with more. The unfortunate thing of the system that we're under now is that the wealth gap is fucking massive. It's huge. It's off the charts. Um, so compromising on that would mean bringing it down. Not compromising on it for Republicans is allowing it to go in the direction that it has been going. Like, how ridiculous does this sound? It sounds outrageous. This is dumb. 
I can't think of one right now. Honestly, the 1% of this country are just way too... The point zero 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 one percent have 3.5 trillion dollars of accumulated wealth to themselves. That's massive. Have too much. <laughs> no, no. I, I, you can't compromise. We don't want to compromise. Could we compromise but I mean, on allowing income inequality? Oh no, 100%. Could we compromise on allowing income equality? Like, that's not even... <laughs> on issues that are important to you, you really shouldn't compromise. Yeah. On issues that are important to you, you really shouldn't compromise. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And issues that are right for, like, society and humanity. Okay, so yeah, maybe earlier I said compromising, but maybe now that you're making me see the yeah. Do you, do you think that... Because compromising was probably the wrong word. When it comes to attacking these issues, such as climate change, such as abortion, such as uh, income inequality, not equality, but inequality, it needs cooperation, not compromising. Um, we can unify with Republicans. Like, is, is there a real way to do that? Uh, maybe in the far future. I don't think right now there is. Though. You don't see any way to unify the Republicans? No. Uh, no, not, not to my knowledge. No, because the only way to compromise with them is to completely get rid of all of your beliefs and become conservative. Because <laughs> anything other than that is a libtard or a socialist communist. Like, there's, there's, there's no compromise with the Republican Party. So this, that whole segment was terrible. Terrible. Just straight Charles Barkley terrible. Oh, man. And continuing on with Daily Wire's evolution, I have their first movie trailer called Run, Hide, Fight. And yeah, that sounds exactly like everything we've been covering today. Um, more emboldening of right wing. Uh, I'm not going to call extremists yet, but right wing defending of the nation, which could probably result in violence so that's that's cool but uh I, I just wanted to get into this for a little bit of lightheartedness i haven't watched it yet i haven't watched it yet here we go oh one second one sec great ciao you want to watch that trailer I have my roommate Brett here to react to this shit too. Let me make sure the the the, the volumes and all that work. So I'm getting it through here. It doesn't seem like you're getting it through there. You can't cheat. You gotta pause. Right. I know. I gotta. I gotta make sure it comes out the right speaker. Make sure I don't lose. We got that. Is it still going to play through here? Let's find out. 
Oh, it's not playing through the podcast. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I shall fix this. Oh, yeah, here we go. That, that should have done it. In yeah, between breath, take the shot. You sound really good out there, kid. The size of that deer, we're gonna. So I thought I didn't. Make sure all the volumes are good. Hold on. Oh. Do you see it? It says Daily Wire. That's been shit right there. Take 47. And action. In between breath. Take the shot. You sound really good out there, kid. The size of that deer, we're gonna be eating venison all summer. Well, the day's work. I think we need to see somebody again. And by we, you mean me? No, I mean us. Hey, that look in your eye. Guys in my unit had that look. Maybe there's a brochure you can hand me so I can go? Is that Chris Jellick over there? Is he doing something completely weird? Senior prank day. But we'll see all kinds of dumb stuff today. Swim captain, we'll have Thai food delivered to class, and Becky Vaughn will set up her homemade slip and slide. This is high school. Nothing that happens here matters in the real world. True. Do you, I'm gonna turn it up a little bit. So far it looks like a regular movie. Right? So far it looks pretty regular. <laughs> I'm sure they have to have certain beliefs before they. Yeah. Does somebody recognize that it is not? Efron? Do you know who that is? No, I have no idea. That'd be funny if he, like, he's like 10 years older than he was in high school musical, so it'd be funny if they picked him up to play a high schooler. Oh, you're talking about that guy? Yeah. No, no, the other guy. guy. Oh, no, I don't know him either. Alright. Okay, we are in charge now, so please pull out whichever app you use to do live streaming video. Get them up and running and point it at me. Now! Their first fucking movie is about a school shooting? Yeah, I don't know where they're gonna go with this. I guarantee that somebody, one of those students, is gonna have a gun, or a teacher's gonna have a gun. Also. A teacher's gonna have a gun. It's on its own. It's gonna be a. That's the route they're going with it, I assume, since they brought the subject up. Live streaming. It's all about them. It's all about them clicks, man. Get down on the ground! Any more friends back there? I'm calling 911. Holy fuck, they made Die Hard, but in a school shooting situation. Holy shit, it's just Die Hard. Have you seen Die Hard? This is basically Die Hard. This is just Die Hard. <laughs> Get 
You must be close. You should be ashamed! Very disturbing news out of Vernon Central High School. Zoe. In between breath, take a shot. Is it safe to say that this might be our guardian angel? Do you want more people to die? That's the last thing I want. I'm gonna kill one person in this room every five minutes. You don't show your face. Isn't it ironic that after all your hard work, people aren't gonna remember you? No? They're gonna remember me. Thoughts? Feelings? Because that, that that is basically Die Hard. That, that, that entire idea is Die Hard. I don't think I watched Die Hard enough. I didn't pay attention when it was on. So he, he flies into California from New York to to have a Christmas party with his wife who's leaving him. And then these dudes show up because they want to rob the place, but they're basically terrorists because they set up bombs and they hold everybody hostage. And Bruce Willis just happens to be away from all of this as they all come in, so he has the opportunity to run, hide, and fight back. Yeah, I guess, for sure. I honestly feel like that's a... Yeah, I didn't expect it to be like that. Well, and the thing about movies for me, too, is is that what I really like watching movies for, and I told you the other day, is I like looking for, like, what are they trying to tell me? Like, what what's the subtext here? Like, that the thing that they're not necessarily saying out loud, right? The thing about that movie, like, already by watching the trailer, the subtext is don't be a victim. Like, I already got it. Done. I just feel like there are some people that really advocate or advocate for the basically getting super upset about certain rap videos or songs or anything that portrays something that may get people in trouble with bringing guns to school and i feel like granted like but that's like a video that i feel like normalizes like the badass part of like if a school shooting sh showed up and it's not really practical like that that i feel like if a school shooting happened at your school and you just happened to be bruce willis that's what I'm saying. Like, it honestly makes it seem like uh, more cool rather than like, um, that's not what I thought it'd be. Yeah. And the, I don't know. I think the unfortunate thing is, is like, how, however big the plans are of like those shooters who had bombs apparently in this, in this video, like that's just going to encourage like the, the ones who are actually planning on doing these things like, Oh, you know what? That would be actually a good idea. And you know, since this chick laid there, pretended to die i might as well shoot every body i come across just to make sure that they're dead most school shootings i feel like for the most part are like this large hostage situation where they're like slaughtering people as much as what it showed on there and i mean my opinion because like you can really get a lot more bodies if you really wanted to most of the times they don't i can't remember what the movie's called but it, it kind of went over like uh the columbine shooting but the columbine shooting was like a lot like that actually that's where different yeah i was like there are some that I'm they sure walked like, around and just kept blasting people yeah yeah 
that was a, a very like yeah that scenario is like that and i'm sure there are other ones that i don't know of but and it, yeah that there's I've seen. it only seems like there's a few that the only ones that really come to mind that were that heavy were columbine and virginia tech yeah and also it wasn't virginia tech with one person yeah so i mean like columbine had two that guy had a squad yeah and run hide and fight that's what I'm saying, though, is that, like, it literally, like, it, it, the second I saw, like, a bunch of goons and then her hiding in the vents, it's fucking Die Hard. It's literally, they were like, what if we did Die Hard, but it's a student in a school? And they're like, you're a fucking genius. I just feel like, too, like, there's a, a point as a topic that I feel like people would talk about, and it would be more of, like, I should be able to carry a gun to school because I would save everybody because of so-and-so. And when mm. people think that they're good at it, I mean, I feel like parents kind of encourage that too because it's like, oh, well, my kid's been doing that since he was learning how to drive, which was like 13 or 14. And then that's in like that type of, you know, maybe a smaller town. I mean, I bet Lauren Bovert would, and she's the new Senate, from, uh, new Senate rep from Colorado. She came from Rifle, Colorado, and she her restaurant was called i think like second amendment and she had all of her wait staff chefs everybody was carrying sidearms and now she she works in congress and she made a video about how she's going to bring her gun to congress every day so i feel like if there's somebody who's going to push that message it's her i don't like even mind like that's something that i've come to like if people want to do that like, that's something I've not, I don't get weirded out. I think it's just, like, one of those things where I see Yeah, it but you and, would if it was, like, a high school student. Yeah, like, yeah, there's an age and a type of, like, scenario that, I don't know. I feel like, I don't see it enough for me to, like, really, really worry, but I do think that, yeah, that would be scary if somebody else, like, could disarm somebody, because I'm not even worried necessarily about the person holding it, but also, to like, other scenarios of somebody taking it if they needed to. And, like, mm. some people are much, like, probably the same weight as me, and I'm thinking that there are people that can obviously take me, and if I really needed to, like, like, that'd be a fair fight. Like, I just, I don't know. So, there's a lot of scenarios where something can go wrong, so I don't really get super upset about it. It's just more of, like, I know that there's people that have that conversation and be like, oh, if there was a school shooting, I could do so-and-so, and that's why I should be able to keep it on me, and I should keep it in my truck, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of opinions about it that I'm not entirely sure for. Well, the thing is, too, is that, like, I think through more, like, most school drills that are about this is that they always tell you to, like, hide, basically, to, like, duck and cover, find a place, and just hide there. And this movie's trying to fight against that and be like, don't be a victim, uh, fight back against people who are shooting up your school. Which, you know, that actually, there was a college student not too long ago who tackled the school shooter one of them there there was actually two one of them lost their life doing so and the other one actually stopped them so i mean like i don't know i i i don't think victim mentality is a good idea but like at the same time too is it a great message to push everybody across that like you need to immediately fight anybody with a gun i don't know I feel like that just goes without saying, if you have things, like, in your personality that allow you to do that, but, I mean, like, you holding a gun kind of eliminates, like, the, granted, you could still be a hero about it, because you can, you know, save somebody, but in reality, like, that's cheaper, that's, like, the, that's the shorter route compared to somebody tackling and using their body weight to, I don't know, it's not a fair fight when you have that, so let's assume that he has a gun anyways, that's fine. I just feel like there's no, 
there's no way that you have to really push that to people. Some people have that instinct to kick in, and then there's people that don't. And that guy, that kid, for whatever reason, decided that he wanted or, you know, how to do that. But, yeah, I don't remember a lot of scenarios where, I don't know, there are a lot of different places, though. Um, like on airplanes and all kinds of different places where people have ended up like un- like uniting as a team to like you know stop somebody. Yeah, I can't remember what flight that was, but they yeah. ended up crashing the plane. Yeah. In the in the open field. So there's a I don't know I feel like you know you can probably persuade people to do that, but I mean like that kind of goes with the long thing of like feeling like you need to nurture other people I guess or save people in case there's an emergency or I don't know. Hmm. So that kid had that in him, but most people would honestly do that because there's also the fear that when you fuck up, you may get other people killed. So like you go to tackle somebody and they go and pull the trigger and then shoot the person next to him. Like you also did that too. So I mean like there's, I don't see value in like shaming a victim because like I feel like everybody is a victim, but some people may be paying attention to the fact that like they have to go home to a whole family. Do they have the ability to run and tackle somebody even though they don't have the same body weight or feeling like they are way across the room or that there's multiple people in there? There's just, like, some people happen to be able to communicate on an airplane and be like, this is what we're going to do. And then there's other people that can't because they're all sitting on the floor, like, thinking about, like, I don't know. So that's a movie, and I'm sure it's going to be corny. <laughs> it's going to be like... It's Die Hard, dude. I swear to God, we could just watch Die Hard. It's, that's, I mean, I give them props because they're the 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 character that's leading all of this is like a female high schooler. So that's like normally a person that you would see probably be victimized, right? Whereas like a cop from New York is probably, of course, going to be the hero. But like at, at the same time, the movie, uh, moving that aside, it's just Die Hard. It's just die hard in a in new in new paint. So I give them points for changing the lead, but I redact those points because it's a very unoriginal idea. The acting didn't look like horrible, horrible. No, it didn't look like as bad as like a straight to DVD movie, which I expected it to look more like. Did look like it had like a decent budget, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just watch Die Hard. I I I don't know. I'll probably end up watching it just out of pure curiosity, the same reason why I watched the trailer. But I'm not gonna pay for it. If it comes out on Amazon for fourteen ninety nine or twenty bucks, I'm gonna be like, no, nah, I'll wait. See it next year. Yeah, I wonder if people are gonna really get into it or not. I mean, we can find out. Is it already out? Nah. Yeah, but it don't matter to me what people think for that. I haven't seen it. I just watched the trailer. Where are the comments the these days? The trailer super nice. Where are, where are the comments like, these days? Things. Have you seen Have you seen the comments? They're they're gone. Where are the comments? Oh God, he's holding another rally. Jesus. No, he's not. That's old. Um. Yeah, I guess we can't read the comments. I'm sure everybody's really excited. You can't get up? For the blockbuster of the year. There's nothing like you going up. No, it's not up here. Little dots. Yeah. Little dots in the corner? In the bottom? Uh, no, that's for that video. Let me see. It might be because I had this previously loaded, and that's why it's having a hard time loading them. Pause that shit. Yep, there they are.
Uh, if Steven Crowder isn't sat behind a folding table outside that school, muscle emoji. Aw, it's Benny. Benny says, thank you all for watching. Oh, it comes out this Friday. Fuck. Girl. Uh, what? That's the name of the movie. Run, Hide, Fight? Yeah. Yeah. Ben, trying to talk down gunmen. Facts don't care about your feelings. Gunman holds gun up to Ben. Ben, that seems mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. Does anybody have anything to say about the movie? I was worried when they said they were getting into filmmaking, but I have to say, this looks pretty darn good for a first movie. Props. Jordan Peterson's cameo, because of course. Aha, this looks like the love child of Die Hard and High School Musical. Because it's in a high school? It's just Die Hard, man. It's not a love child, it's the same fucking movie, just within a different place. Just a little Easter egg for him. This wouldn't be a problem if everyone in the school was armed. Oh, see? You got it, Britt. You called it. Florex Lavender said. They've got it. <laughs> you and Clorox on the same page. I'm not on the same page as him. I'm predicting his page. Right before she kills the last shooter, she's like, facts don't care about your feelings. Oh my god. Plot twist, Ben Shapiro's wife, who is a doctor, revives the fallen students. Plot twist, the main female character is Kirk Cameron in a, in a wig. Beginning of the end of Hollywood. Yes. Yes, this, this one media company owned by Ben Shapiro is going to bring down the entirety of Hollywood. Yes. That guy can't wait to see this movie. A lot of people doing those quote stuff. As a liberal, this seems like a good movie. <laughs> As if that matters. As a conservative filmmaker who is currently in his senior year at a very liberal school, this makes me so excited and hopeful. I know. It's it's as if any of this matters. Do you think, do you think like, honestly, like Stanley Kubrick or Quentin Tarantino is like, oh man, I'm so conservative. I'm going to have a hard time making movies. No, no, they made good fucking movies. That's ridiculous. I don't understand why that's like relevant to what's going on. Honestly, that sentence doesn't really. This will definitely get blamed for all future school shootings. It, 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 I mean, it would, especially if they, like, put in their manifesto, like, I loved Run, Hide, and Fight. Also, that part with the lunch lady saying you should be ashamed and getting shot actually got to me. Don't know why. Kind of hurt. Rare when trailer actually does that. What? <laughs> Sir, there's a lot of trailers, but definitely not. This looks so fucking good, it's out of control. If the movie is as good as the trailer, we're in for a treat. I don't want to read all of these, like, little niche. Knowles will play the gym teacher who buys cigars for the students. 
I like, yeah, they're just talking about all the people who work at Daily Wire now. So what I get from this trailer is a teenage girl mustered up more courage than the school resource officers did in Florida. Remember when Cuties was getting good reviews by critics but people hated it? Well, this is going to be the opposite. Yeah, probably. Even though it reminds me of Die Hard in a high school, it is still a lot better looking than the crap Hollywood has been putting out. I bet that dude has seen every single one of the Avengers movies. He's seen every Marvel movie. Have you? Hmm. I haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp. Hmm. I don't really want to see this, the one with, like, that new one that's coming out where they're inside a television. Did you see that trailer? I wasn't very interested in that one. I can't remember all of them now. I've seen the two, the, the, the last ones I saw were the two most recent Avenger movies. I like the first one. And the in-game was alright. Uh, this all could have been avoided if they hired Ben Shapiro's wife, who is a doctor. Oh my god. I pray there's a scene where Matt Walsh pops up and cancels the shooters. Oh my god. Looks like a good, wholesome Christian movie. And that's, that's it. I'm done. I'm done reading these. Ryan, are you being serious? I mean, did you not see the hunting at the beginning? They were hunting venison. What's more Christian than that? Oh boy, I don't want to see this movie. I'm good. I'm good. I actually don't need to see it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Die Hard for the third time. I don't time. understand why people claim this as to be so conservative. You know, like I honestly feel like I wonder what they're gonna like talk about. That's because she doesn't have a gun on her at any point. She's literally just like being a superhero, basically. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think the conservatism is going to come out with that one comment in what you said is that kids need to be armed. That's... I guess. If we don't talk about that in the movie, we're making a bunch of hoopla out of something that's not really... Because I think conservative is a type of role, and I don't feel like you claim what I just saw in that trailer as necessarily that. Mm. The only reason we think that is because of the people who wrote this, or produced it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Ben Shapiro, when he announced that they were doing this, like, said that he was creating a conservative media outlet. So, it's, I don't know. They could probably even make a movie that's not necessarily conservative, and these people will still market as that. Yeah. Because you can literally have... I don't I think there are some... There are definitely liberals that go hunting. And so that's what you can get from that, too. I mean, they're, ways, and then... conservatives are, like, really shocked when they find out that anybody that's left-leaning owns a gun. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything in this thing could go another way if somebody else told you that. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's going to be some talk about how... I mean, if it had Harvey Weinstein's name on it, they're like, I'm not going to go see that rapist shit. Yeah, I wonder if he has, like, a vault. You know, Weinstein gems that are gonna come out, and no one's gonna watch him. If we're gonna watch him, 
know? He's probably got, like, a ton of, like, Quentin's, like, longer movies. Because he did, like, a lot of early uh, Quentin Tarantino movies, if not all of them, before... Uh, what was the last one? The Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was probably the only one. The rest were produced by Harvey Weinstein, Pulp Fiction, uh, Kill Bill. Yep. Well, thanks for joining me and plotting your thoughts on it. I can tell you're super excited. You already have your popcorn popping. When is uh when is the release date? Friday. Friday. We're not gonna watch it. No. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. It'll be one. It'll be too expensive for its justified price, and two, we still have that whole closet to go through. That's true. That's more our time. I feel like X Men is worth. Yeah, for those listening to the podcast, we're going through a closet full of movies one at a time. Some of them sped up at about a time and a half. Um, watched Management and The Haunting like that, and I liked Management more than The Haunting, although Management did make me feel very weird. Very weird. A very weird movie. Like, the, the only in one time stalking works is when sh she likes it. That's That's it. And she happens to date a punk that isn't cool enough for her, or sincere. I don't. I don't really know a hundred percent her problems with Django. <laughs> like, because I thought she should be with Django. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if he actually, you know, like, was emotionally supportive, but like, I never saw him be like really abusive. I never saw him actually like shit on her dreams. I never saw him do anything other than be kind of obnoxious at dinner. You know? I mean, he did fall in the pool and he did not think and was, you know, shooting the guy with the BB gun. Yeah, I but like, what are you, what are you going to do when somebody falls in your pool? Are you just going to like sit there and wait or are you going to bring out your BB gun and be the like, try something? Two bullets, maybe I understand, but he did probably like, there were like 13, 14 shots. So you're, you would have been like, Django, that's enough. I like this stalker now. I mean, <laughs> I feel like at that point she wanted him to live and definitely made it clear, but he was, he just kept shooting. I liked The Haunting up until a point, once it actually started going. like, And that's the opposite that I usually feel for horror movies, right? Is that when it's really slow, I don't really dig it. I don't dig it that much. Like They're always like, ooh, spooky thing moves. And I'm like, this is boring. And then it starts ramping up the scares and like, what's going on? I'm like, okay, now we're in the shit. I like this. But when The Haunting started doing it, I was like, this is dumb. This is really dumb. Yeah, all of it was pretty corny. Yeah. That one's not going to make it. But now we have to go through 2001's X-Men. It's going to be terrible. Thank you for letting me watch your preview. Thanks for joining Tox News, your one and only source to toxic news. <laughs> and that has been today's episode. A little bit longer than I thought. Uh, follow me on Twitter, hit me up on YouTube, do all sorts of things with your life and make sure that it amounts to something beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you watch Ben Shapiro's movie, uh, I don't think he has any writing or directing credits in it. I think they just threw money at it. Uh, but if you have any thoughts on it, uh, let me know. Cause I'm not going to watch it until it's at least two ninety nine. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday with a, another regular episode. And then Thursday, if I've gotten my shit together, which I hopefully will, 
I have another Theory Thursday with more of Yuval Noah Harari's Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, getting into Chapter 2, known as the Tree of Knowledge. Um, and that chapter is pretty important to me, mainly because it gets into a lot of the things that I discuss here, which deals in myths and narratives, storytelling, which we dive into the right-wing sphere of. So uh, join me for that, or don't. Um, just make sure you amount to something wonderful. Thank you. Oh no. How come I've been messing up my outro music so many times? So many times I've been messing up that outro music. Well, there it is.